Two weeks from today, Illinois voters go to the polls to make their selections in primary races for important offices, including Illinois governor. We have six candidates in the uh, GOP primary. Aurora Mayor Richard Irvin is one of them, and he joins us live here this afternoon. Mayor, thank you so much for taking the time. Great to have you on the program. Jim, how you doing, man? Thanks for having me on. I appreciate the opportunity to talk to you and your listeners. And we have a lot to talk about, but I, I guess I need to start with uh, what a lot of people have been talking about. A couple of uh, recent statewide polls indicating that you have fallen behind opponent Darren Bailey uh, in this race by a fairly substantial margin here. How are you viewing this from your perspective, and what do you think explains these uh, these numbers? Well, we got we got two weeks to go, so we're our foot is on the pedal, and we're we're still going forward, and uh, you know fighting the good fight, making sure we get our message out to the residents of Illinois that crime is out of control under J.P. Prisker, taxes and wasteful spending is out of control, and corruption, and they need somebody who's going to be able to beat J.B. Prisker. Let's be clear. A vote for Darren Bailey is a vote for J.B. Prisker. You don't have to take my word for it. All you got to do is ask J.B. Prisker. He's the one spending on track to spend $35 million against me, me tearing me down and, and trying to assassinate my character with conspiracy theories and lifting Darren Bailey up. You got to ask your quest, ask question. Why is J.B. Pritzker doing that? Because he's the one he fears me the most in the general and knows that I'm going to be the one that beats that beats him. He's lifting Darren Bailey up because he's not worried about Darren Bailey. He knows that if Darren Bailey gets the general, he will beat Darren Bailey easy. J.B. Pritzker is telling us he's forecasting exactly what's going to happen. That's why he's spending thirty. He's on track to spend thirty-five million dollars against me, a Democrat in a uh, in a Republican meddling in a Republican primary. You know, I, I want to get to the policy questions on this, but I want to ask you one more political question on it, because one of the things these polls are telling us is that Republican voters here in Illinois still have a lot of loyalty to Donald Trump. They still still feel very strongly that he was uh, good for the country. And it seems like they don't necessarily perceive you as sharing that viewpoint. I know you've been asked this and I know you don't like the question, but I, I've got to ask again, can you clear it up once and for all? Did you support Donald Trump in 2016 and in 2020? Do you consider yourself part of the Trump camp? Listen, I'm a Republican. I always vote Repub- for Republicans in the general in the general election. But listen, this isn't about. But if, if, I, if I can if I can ask you for a second though, that doesn't mean you voted for Donald Trump, and you didn't have to cast a vote at all for president. Now, I'm just asking again the straight, flat out question because a lot of vote. This is important to Republican voters. Did you vote for Donald Trump? And listen, this is exactly what J.B. Prisker wants to be talking no, it's about. It's actually what I want to talk about, other. and it's what Republican sure. voters seem to want to talk about. The, the governor didn't ask me to ask that question. I think people want to know. Darren Bailey isn't shy about this. He'll talk about it all day long, that he was a big Trump backer. Why won't you answer that question? Because, because that's exactly what J.B. Prisker wants us to be talking about. Anything other than the issues that exist and that are important in the state of Illinois. If I travel around the state, people are talking about the crime. The fact that people that people are getting murdered and J.B. Prisker does nothing. The fact that kids are getting murdered every single day, J.B. Prisker does nothing. Uh, the people getting out of prison, murderers early, you know, cop killers, and J.B. Prisker does nothing. He lets them out of prison early. These are the things that are important, not national politics and former presidents. The things, the things that are pertinent to people right now. Uh, but I, I think it, it, ha- it comes down to how you assess character. There's a report that you, in text messages, describe Donald Trump as an idiot and a bigoted racist. Are we to assume that you voted for somebody that you viewed in that way? Listen, Donald, uh, the Trump administration has done amazing things for the American people. You know, reducing taxes, uh, opportunity zones, put economic development in areas that need it most, uh, supporting our men and women 
in blue, that we're the bads, there's law enforcement that keep us safe every day. We use all those things to to great benefit in the city of Aurora. And I would use them to great benefit as governor of the state of Illinois. But again, we're, we're focused on things that, that are, we're not pertinent to the state right now. Right now we got issues we gotta deal with. And we need a leader who has a record of being able to deal with that. As mayor, I've been able to deal exactly with that. Every year I've been mayor. Every single year we've reduced property taxes in, in my city. Every single year. I've reduced crime in my city. Every single year. You know, and we've worked hard against this Madigan prisoner corruption that has plagued our state for decades. This is what we need to fix this state. This is what we need to address the issues that we have. This is what we need to take J.B. Prisker out. J.B. Prisker wants Darren Bailey in the general election. He wants him there. He's picking the Republican, uh, uh, his Republican opponent, opponent. So the question is, are Republicans going to allow a Democrat, J.B. Prisker, to pick his own Republican opponent that he knows he can beat? Or do we want to actually get some of our conservative values implemented in the state by actually having someone that can win against J.B. Prisker? We're talking because with well, go Republicans, ahead. Let me just say, Republicans, you know, uh, we as Republicans can say anything we'd like. We can say, you know, we want conservative values. We want family values. We want less government. None of that matters unless we beat J.B. Prisker. And he's telling us who he believes will beat him. He's forecasting. He's saying that Richard Irvin is the one that would give me the hardest time that would beat me, which is why I'm going to spend $35 million in a Republican primary making sure making sure that Richard Irvin doesn't get there. We're talking with Aurora Mayor. Darren Bailey up. Aurora Mayor Richard Irvin, he's a Republican candidate for governor. Let's talk about some of these policy issues. On crime, you had a news conference last week with uh, law enforcement uh, officials from around the state. You talked about wanting to take the handcuffs off of police. What do you want police to be able to do that they currently cannot do? What does that mean, take the handcuffs off them? I want, I want them to be able to do their jobs and be respected for the jobs that they do every single day. J.B. Prisker signed one of the most dangerous laws in act, what he calls the Safety Act, which is not safe at all. It's I Hate the Police Act that puts those handcuffs on the police, that prevents them from being able to do their job. But, but what specifically can they no not respect. do that you want them to be able to do? What specific things are you talking about that you they can't do now? Well, let me tell you what, what you know is going to happen come January 1st. And this is message has been sent around the state already and folks have already been criminals have already been acting as though you know it's in place so it's only going to get worse january 1st january 1st there's going to be no cash bail that jb prisker signed in the office signed into into uh into law no cash that means all the felon all the folks that commit felonies will be able to get out of won't have to post bail and be able to immediately get out of prison or jail immediately and then go make a complaint to the very same about the very same police officer who just arrested him, an anonymous complaint that will go in that police officer's file for the rest of his career. No one wants to be the police before because they don't feel respected. J.B. Prisker took the respect away from our police officer, men and women of law enforcement, and gave more credibility and consideration to criminals than the victims and the police that keep us, keep us safe every day. Right now, that same law that J.B. Prisker signed says that if two, uh, two criminals are shooting out in the street, and they accidentally shoot an innocent person because that bullet has no one's name on it, which happens all the time. They can no longer get charged with murder. It's called felony murder. It's gone. It's just an accident. Now, that 
a criminal can go to, on your property and trespass, trespass, and the police can only show up and give a traffic ticket. So if you decide to eject this person off your property because you don't want them there, you become the criminal because the police are handcuffed and can't do their job effectively. That's exactly what J.B. Prisker is doing. We just lost 800 police officers that retired early, just out of Chicago, Land, and Cook County, 800. Only 80 there to take their place. Only 80. That's because no one wants to be the police anymore because J.B. Prisker has showed that as leader of the state, he doesn't respect the job that they do. And we can't get people that want to do it anymore. So we need to take the handcuffs off of our law enforcement and put it back on the criminals where they belong, where those handcuffs belong. Let's move to taxes. You talked about uh, the state of high taxes here in Illinois. What's your strategy for lowering those taxes and what spending might have to be cut to be able to achieve that? Let me tell you, there's only so much spending you can only so many cuts you can make to achieve our goal. What you have to do is grow the economy. Let me tell you how we did in Aurora and how we can do that exact same, same thing in the state of Illinois. In Aurora, what we did, we used a formula where we focused on safety. We focused on good education. We focused on economic development. Safety. No one wants to move to a city or a state that they don't feel safe in. And as crime spins out of control under J.B. Prisker, we're going to continue to lose residents. People are leaving the droves. Businesses are leaving in droves. Now, we all, so we got to support our men and women in blue and law enforcement so they can help keep us safe in Aurora. We raised the budget for the police. Crime went down, as simple as that. The second one, education. We got to make sure that we compete throughout this country as being one of the best states in education. Right now, we're in the bottom three for providing good education for our young people in the state of Illinois. So when kids leave you know, this, this state for college, those are the ones that are lucky enough to go. They're not going to return because we haven't prepared, work, done workforce development to prepare them for jobs for the future. And no jobs and companies want to come here because we don't have a prepared and capable workforce. It's cyclical. That's how it works. The final thing is economic development. The only way that our economy is going to grow in this state is if we attract new businesses, new residents, and put them in areas that need it most in, in Illinois. That's exactly what we did in Aurora. We've done more economic development in Aurora in the first four years of my time as mayor than other mayors have done collectively in the last 40 years. And we did that by, by making safe, by making Aurora safe. We did that by making sure we had good education, by bringing all our school districts together, communicating and sharing best practices, sharing our best ideas and improving our educational circumstances. We did that by me personally going out and identifying businesses around this state around this country that would be a good fit in Aurora and bringing them to Aurora, expanding our tax base, which is why we were able to reduce our property taxes every single year I've been mayor. And and, and you ask about my opponent, and I brought up my opponent earlier, Darren Bailey. While he, he raised taxes 81% in his county while he was on the school board, 81%. He voted 13 different times to raise taxes. you got to ask those questions of people. You know, people will go out and just say, I'm conservative, I'm conservative, I'm conservative, but don't 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 practice conservatism. I have, I'm the most conservative person here, and I'll put my record up against anybody's on the Republican side and against J.B. Prisker as having the most conservative policies, which has made my city, the city of Aurora, one of the most safest cities in America. Matter of fact, Wallace Hub says we're the sixth safest large city in America, the best city to raise a family, the best city to live the American dream, the best city to educate your kids. Let's say to have buy affordable home, one of the happiest cities in America. That we've got in four years of, of 
under the Irvin administration. And we'll do that and more when I'm governor of the state of Illinois. Another one of your opponents, Jesse Sullivan, uh, came out uh, talking about, quote, defunding teachers unions. He wants to prevent teachers unions from uh, contributing money or supporting political candidates, says he might want to pursue that policy for other public sector unions, including potentially AFSCME. What are your thoughts on that? And should we have restrictions on what public sector unions can do to be involved in politics? The Supreme Court has already has already opined on that and, and determined that uh, anyone's participation in politics is their uh, First Amendment right to freedom of speech. So, but look, what we do have to do is focus on making sure that we provide the edu- best education for our kids throughout this state. The only way that's going to happen is if we bring all the entities. Uh, stakeholders together at a table, change the leadership in the Illinois State Board of Education, and focus on what I call a three-track, uh, three-track educational process. Not every kid's going to go to college, so you got to focus on the college track. But as I said, not every kid's going to go there. You got to focus on what I call the uh, the labor track. We need folks out. We need young people out doing labor, and then the IT and development track. You know, if we focus on those three things, you know, and 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 give opportunities for our kids to take one of those areas then I think that would be the way that we focus on improving education uh, in, uh, in the state of Illinois. And most importantly, we've got to restore our parents' rights and their voice in their kids' education in the state of Illinois. They, it's been taken from them, and we've got to restore that and, and give them a seat at the table, the parents, to make sure that they can ensure that their kids have a good future in education. Well, what does that look like exactly? I mean, uh, I'm married to a teacher. My kids are teachers. Teachers are professionals, and and they have a lot of background and expertise in making curriculum decisions and and educational decisions. What do you want parents to be able to do that they're not currently able to do in that regard? Well, let me tell you what what, what I did in in the city of Aurora, the immediate minute I became mayor. I created what's called the Education Commission. And this edu- we have six different school districts in the city of Aurora. It brought all these school districts together, superintendents, principals, business owners, because we're talking about workforce development, as well as parents to talk about what's good for their kids in the future. And these school districts and parents and, uh, and businesses communicated about what we need to do to ensure the best future. They shared best ideas. They shared best practices. They shared resources. And the school district that I grew up in, in, in low-income housing, where there was only graduating 68% of the kids a year, went up to 89% in just two years because we gave the parents a voice along with our teachers and principals and school and superintendents, as well as the business community, to talk about what we can do for the future to ensure our children's success. Mayor, we're and, out of time. I'm, I'm sorry, right. we are out of time. Let people know how they can find out more about you and your campaign in these waning days before primary day. We got two weeks left, June 20, June 28th, as I'm asking you to go out and vote for the Urban Born team. Go to urbanborn.com, uh, and uh, you'll find all the information you need about by our team. And uh, we look forward for your, to your vote.